Hello, you're listening to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world 101 level. I'm your host, well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I am thrilled to be sharing the airwaves with you today. Oh my gosh, people, how are you feeling out there? (laughs) It is just intense. It can definitely be intense, and it is so important right now that we anchor ourselves in the light and spread it all around us. Because I promise you, we're going to get through this and it's going to be wonderful. And I really, really want this show, especially today, to be your escape. We're going to escape what's going on in the world for the next 30 minutes to an hour and have a delightful conversation with an intuitive and spiritual coach who I just adore. She does soul centered guidance. She is such a ray of sunshine in what could be a dark time for some people that I thought today I would have her on the show to tell her story. And for those of you who've listened for quite a while, you know, I very often bring in healers, experts in their field, not to necessarily teach what they do, but to share their story, their inspiration, what led them to where they are, how they found their soul purpose to give back to the world and help raise the consciousness. So today is really, I'm so excited to share this treat with you. So before I go any further, please help me welcome to the show, Nicole Darren. Nicole, welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm just honored to be here sharing this space with you. Thank you. I I am just, when we met, Mm -hmm. when I saw your face for the first time, when I saw your eyes, I smiled like inside. I just smiled because you're, I mean, you're a beautiful woman. Of course you're a beautiful human, but your light, your energy is just contagious and yummy. And it feels like home to be around you, to be in your energy field. So I'm excited for you to share some of this with our audience today. Um, now I know that you were in network broadcasting you're in the in Washington DC now, the United States. You are doing that for over 10 years, network broadcasting, newscasting, sports casting. Then you did business development. Like you have a very corporate, very mainstream life before your kind of awakening. So mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to say. I want you to share your story with us. Thank you so much. Um, because really, um, so many of us have our own initiation story and, um, everyone's comes to them differently. Maybe um, yours hasn't happened yet, but, um, I know when my initiation happened, my spiritual initiation, my realignment, so to speak, um, it was so interesting because I had resisted it for some time. And it was the moment when I could no longer resist when all the chips had fallen that I just said, okay, spirit, what do you have for me? And really I take it back to the initiation night and it was a Scorpio full moon in 2021. It was April 27th. I will never forget this day. I had just finalized the terms on a divorce. I was in relationship for eight years. It was an abusive and incredibly draining experience where I had lost myself along the way. And finally, Um, we had come to terms of the agreement, Scorpio full moon. And I meet with my shaman. I do a full 
energy clearing cord cutting ritual. And I remember, and we still joke because we do polarity work now. Um, my shaman and I, I help her with emotional body while she helps me. And we do um, really polarity integration with the emotional and mental bodies. And we laugh about it now because she says, remember what you said that night? I said, do you want me to remove all things that don't serve you? I said, yeah, let her rip. And the very next day I was laid off from my job. And so for people who don't know, like it was a very successful, lucrative job that you had made big life decisions on based on the income. Yeah. I mean, I, I was flippant about it. I was like, okay, I'm ending this part of my divorce. You know, I'm making multiple six figures. I'm going to just keep down this route. I'm going to date up. And I I was just still so in the material that I was like, "Ah, it's going to be fine. And then the next day, I mean, true Scorpio full moon fashion, because the energy of Scorpio is that death and rebirth, that killing of the ego. So you can be reborn to that higher consciousness. And it was just, it was too pivotal to ignore. It was a moment where I was like, oh, this isn't going as I planned. And for some reason, there was this quiet calm amidst all the noise. And it was, I think this is happening for a reason. I think there's more. I think there's more because the first, uh, the first reaction is like, okay, I got to find a job. I got to, I got to find another high paying job. And I had people coming to me, oh, we'll get you in tech sales. Oh my God, you're in business development. You'll have a job, multi-six figures, no problem. And I was like, no, 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 I, I have to be quiet. I no longer have tethers. I don't have the husband. I don't have the home. I don't have the job the tethers were released. And I was like this at at 36 going on 37 years old. I'm like, this is pure potential. And what if it's the potential to do something with more purpose? What if this material world, the money, the glamour that I call it being East coastified because I did grow up out West um, where I was much more grounded and much more spiritual. And I went off on this path and I got so misaligned that the universe, God's spirit was like, no boo thing. Like you need to get it right. Like it's now because I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to answer the call, Michelle, if they, if everything wasn't stripped from me in true Scorpio fashion, which I think a lot of people can identify with a lot of healers for sure. A lot of people have woken up and be like, you know, I was at rock bottom. I was stripped of everything before I really found, and it doesn't have to be that way, but very often it is. And what I think is interesting, you know, I've shared with you my story mm-hmm. personally, also on the show, it was very similar for me as well, but you shared something with me before that you had little nudges along the way. It just wasn't quite your time yet. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think that's important is because I think a lot of people right now are starting to wake up. They're thirsting for more. They know that there's something better out there for them, that it's coming. They can almost taste it, but it just hasn't happened yet. And you shared with me, you were about to turn 30, mm-hmm. right? And the first yeah. part of your life, this 10 year broadcasting, very successful was ending. And so much of your identity was tied to that. Share a little bit about that because that was all like, you had that. And then here, six years later, it happens again, but this mm-hmm. time it's like, wow. So yeah. and go back and- to- <laughs> Yeah. This is why I enjoy um, astro- weaving astrology into my practice so much, because that was the Saturn return um, that was happening at 30 years old. And then again, because in I was 2012, wasn't- right? 2012. Mm-hmm. 
And, and then I wasn't doing my karma. I hadn't learned my lessons. So seven years later, we do these Saturn cycles every seven years. And then Saturn comes back bigger and badder. And it's like, okay, like, what have we learned? We like, I got so far off track. So I remember when I was 30, my identity was so ingrained into that career. I had spent my whole life being abroad, you know, going to school to be a broadcaster and then working my way up the ranks from market to market to market to get to network TV. And I had interwoven that identity as a broadcaster so much into me. It was who I was. And, And I think that's something that happens a lot I know in DC and on the East coast, you know, who are you? And and people say what they do. Mm -hmm. And so when that was taken, when I was laid off from television, I literally, I remember I spent six months at a time. I don't, I don't know who I am. I I don't know what I am. I don't know who I, I felt like I lost an identity, but the reality was I had only lost a job. The reality was that I wasn't going deeper and thinking about who I was because I was drowning it out with the title, with the possessions, with the home, with, with all these other things that were so far removed, that were so far exterior from myself that I couldn't really see or tell who I was anymore. And that was, you know, when I think back, I think of how lost I was and how this time, this next Saturn cycle, it happened again with a job loss. It's like, I've been so successful. I know how to create these things, but I kept creating things that weren't in soul alignment. And then it kept getting taken away. So it's that moment when you surrender to the divine and you start asking questions instead of being a victim and saying like, oh my God, because so many people felt sorry for me. And I, I appreciate, you know, how gracious my friends and family, but they're like, oh my God, they would say, how are you standing after the divorce and then the job loss and then the home loss and this. And I, I had this newfound sense of gratitude for the unknown, just this quiet knowing from my intuition that it was happening for me. And that, and when I tuned into that, I couldn't possibly be a victim. It was just more about what are the lessons I should learn, should have learned. What is this showing me and how can I get deeper into myself? That's such a beautiful perspective. It really is. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. And it saved me. It can save so many people when you release what's holding you back or what you're holding on so tight to, and then just say, what am I learning? Because that's what gets you to the next level. And I, you know, I've shared before this, it was very similar for me in a little bit of ego and worldly possessions, you know? Mm -hmm. So we know that things hold energy, especially like wood and metal holds a lot of energy. So if there's things that you've had in a relationship that you've shared that are certain, they can hold energy. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just get rid of it, just purge it and get rid of it. There's other ways to do cleansings, but sometimes you just got to purge it and start fresh. And I went through the same thing, sold my house, did an estate sale. It was almost like I was in a trance because it was also so traumatic, but at the same time, it's exactly what I needed to do exactly what I needed to do to start fresh and make space for what was coming, but also like release those burdens. Mm. And I love what you said about you worked with your shaman and you did cord cutting. I love Gabby Bernstein does some really great cord cutting as well. You know, people are just learning this. They just want to know a little bit more. And of course we'll share your contact information later in the show. And it will always be in the show notes 
on the podcast. So anybody listening now, you can scroll down and you'll find her contact information. Um, Nicole's. <laughs> but Gabby Bernstein also does a nice cord cutting. I do cord cuttings with my clients. You do cord cuttings with your clients. It's such a uh, effective tool, but it also has to be done very responsibly. Mm-hmm. You know, so for you, you were able to do really nice deep cord cuttings with your ex-relationship and whatever else was around you that wasn't serving you. For me, because some people might relate to my story, I have two children, is a little bit different. You can't cut the cord to your former spouse the same way because their cords are also connected to your children. So you have to make sure that you're doing things responsibly, of course, and that you're doing it the right way. And so I think for you, it's so great that you're able to do this and get that. And for anybody out there who has children who's thinking, I want to do that, you can still do it, but it needs to be different. And it needs to be with somebody who really knows what they're doing. It's not as simple as just, (laughs) yeah. So it can be simple actually, but you need a professional to help guide you through it. And it's, um, and it's energetic really. And it's all done with intention. So when you're doing it in alignment with your, and your intentions and your energy is right, you can really navigate it the right way. Cause it's also about really, you know, at the subconscious level releasing there, there are cord cuttings I've done that weren't cut. And I'm like, why is this not like, why is there still yes. this energetic yep. exchange? And I had to go deeper and access the different parts of me that were still connected, the subconscious parts that were still connected to an outcome or a former relationship or um, even, even things I had, I had left things with a, a former soulmate and I, I was still energetically attached. And I said, Oh, I, I don't, I'm, I don't want the things. I don't care about the things, but the things were still there. And there was this energy, this, is she ever going to come back and get the things that like those energies need to be addressed and you need to really go in and release them. And there are often like more, there are more chords than you might realize. And it's so true. And because this is like a one-on-one level and there's definitely people who are really into this, but some people listening might be a little bit more at the, um, just waking up. Mm-hmm. So when Nicole just said soulmate, it's really important to point out that you don't have one soulmate. Mm. We have multiple soulmates. We have soul tribes that are going to come into our life and leave our life at different times, depending on the contracts we have with them, depending on where we are, depending on where our vibration is. So if you're out there going, oh, I'm never going to find my soulmate or I lost my soulmate. No, 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 no. Don't worry. There's lots of soulmates. And you and I are soulmate. I know it. I exactly. know we've had a past life together because the connection was like this. I mean, we're meant to meet and learn from each other. It's so it's true. Immediate. And when I look yes. at you, I feel like, oh, I see, like, I see, like, we're sisters, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I see this, like, such familiarity. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. So, anyway, so we need to listen out there. Never worry about attracting a soulmate or losing a soulmate. You can't. They're there. Mm-hmm. It's going to come back right. over and over and over and just let it flow. Let it flow. So, I didn't want to digress too much because I love your story. So going back to you, and then you have this thing, 36, 37, whatever, you have this big change, 2021. So what was the turning point? Like at what point did you really realize? I think we were just touching on that of, I need to leave behind this like conventional life that everybody thought I should have that I thought I should have. And really, even if it's scary, take a chance and go towards this new path. Well, and 
And I'm so glad you asked that because it reminds me of the, the strength of the energetic attachments I had when I was negotiating my divorce, which was incredibly tumultuous. I was fighting so much to keep the condo. I, I needed the condo. I put so much energy and effort into making it what it was. I picked and, and I had so much attachment to certain things. And I was fighting and fighting and fighting for that condo. And eventually it was when I released that, I, had, I listened to the quiet voice and I released it then, okay, we're signing the paperwork and I'm laid off. Like I couldn't have afforded this million dollar condo anyway. So sometimes you think you need something you think, yeah. and it feels, you feel so attached to it. And it's when you slow down and release the attack and really surrender that you have the guidance you need, because had I gone all the way, just fighting for, Hey, we might not be divorced. Cause that was one of the big sticking points. But I wouldn't have been able to even have that burden with the loss of my corporate job, with the loss of my corporate identity and corporate life and being able to turn this chapter to become a healer and a guide. I, I didn't know it at the time because I was so stuck in my ego. So it's when you release and surrender. And then when the job was lost and the universe was like, no more of this corporate Barbie, Nicole, no more of this. It's time to do your soul work is what I kept getting. And I said, okay, I don't know where I belong. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know I was going to be a coach and healer. All I wanted to do was heal myself. And I had embarked on this journey, you know, with meditation and Buddhist philosophy and all these things back years and years ago, but it was time to get really serious about it. So I put my shit in storage. I had to be out by June 20th, the day before the summer huh, solstice. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. The end of that first half of the year. The stuff went in storage. I literally looked on a map and I was like, where should I go? And I picked the Canary Islands. I just wanted to go somewhere quiet and be grounded in the earth and be by myself. And I said, Canary Islands, I started like typing away, like, okay, yeah, this looks great. It's a volcanic island, sunset views. I can be one with nature. I can be left alone. The stuff goes in storage. And all summer, I just go out there. To, and, and my girlfriends are like, oh, you're going to meet so many people. You're going to have an adventure. No. It was me <laughs> and my thoughts for 16, 17 hours a day. And it wasn't until I really deprogrammed from all those societal attachments Oof. and all those things that like I was told from society that I needed, all those ego identities were shed. I could just be alone with my thoughts is when I started to really understand who I was, what motivated me, what, what I like to do when I get up in the morning, not worrying about my husband or my clients or my family or, or anything else but me, what nourishes me, that was the most pr profound experience of we're my life. We're not taught life. that. You know, we're not taught to nourish ourselves. We're not taught to self-soothe. Mm -mm. right? We're not taught like, what do we need? What do we like? What works? We're not taught that. And it's well, such a, a, when you said reprogramming, it's true. It really is like a reprogramming of figuring it out and then releasing any judgment that might be associated with what you need. Yeah. You and know? it wasn't until I, I realized I'm like, you have no responsibility to anyone. You can throw your phone in the ocean. You're, you know, just off the coast of Africa right now. And you're, you're safe. You're by yourself. You can do whatever nourishes you because when you're in an abusive partnership or marriage, it takes so much energy. You're constant. I call it being in the tornado when you're in an abusive relationship or you're caught up in with an, a narcissist or you have codependent issues. You're in this tornado. You're just trying to survive the tornado. 
Yeah, it's you survival know? mode constantly. So, or survival yeah. mode. So constantly cortisol is being produced. Oh. Constantly, you're in fight or flight mode. And so what do you do? Usually you go for what gives you the dopamine mm-hmm. or the serotonin to make you feel better, to counteract all the, and that is not healthy and not sustainable. Yeah. And it's addictive and it's dangerous. Well, and it was two health, things mental and physical. 1000%, because it was two things I noticed that I did most when I had my reflection. The first was, you know, when I was sad, when I was alone, when I felt misunderstood, when I like needed the dopamine, it was like, I would, I would buy myself things. I would, I would, it, I would go to the material. I would try and fill this hole with like material things or, or vacation or glamorous things. And I would just try and fill the hole and the, the hole was endless. The I think a lot of people can relate filled. to that. A lot of people can oh. relate to that. It's like social media. It's the same thing, posting a beautiful photo that you are excited to get the likes and the comments because they make you feel good. It's the same thing. It's dopamine, little releases. And you know, it's wonderful when you're balanced. It's like, you know, the cherry on top, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you're not balanced and you need that as sustenance, that's where the problem comes in. And so you were stuck in this vicious cycle. You got yourself out of the vicious cycle, probably on fumes, right? Like your Mm. tank was empty, get to the Canary Islands, have these long, beautiful days, which probably don't always feel beautiful at the time until you started to heal. So you're going through this, you start to realize what you need, who you are. Was there a turning point during this? Like where all of a sudden you're like, I'm like, when did you know that you were called to not in the others? No, I, I was so damaged because in addition to the filling voids in my relationship, it was also this like playing small, taking care of others. Uh, really the fawn trauma response. Like, how can I make this better for everyone else? And me shrink to make myself safe enough to survive this. So I get to the Canary Islands and it wasn't even like, I'm going to find my purpose. It's like, mama needs to rest. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It was like the coming down of all that, the rediscovering, I just needed to de-escalate everything. I just needed to hear my thoughts. I needed to sit and look at a bird for three hours, you know, like really sink into nature and see all of the beauty and play small, not go for like the quick dopamine grabs. Like I need to have this experience or buy this or do this. It was just the quiet appreciation for it. Cause when you look at, when you sit and you just look at a tree and you think about it, like a tree doesn't have to worry about survival and, and making it like a tree just sits there being a tree, soaking in the rays of the sun, nesting the birds. Like a tree just gets to be itself. It's beautiful. It doesn't have all these worries that we create in this human experience. So me being one with nature and just appreciating the sound of the waves, appreciate the way the volcanic rock fell under my feet, or appreciating watching animals and wildlife and, and children laughing down the beach and, and hearing other language being spoken and just appreciating those relationships. That was what started to nourish me. And, and it wasn't an endless hole anymore. Like it was with the stuff. It was really taking in the human experience and just getting to be just to exist like a tree does and yeah. take in the sun and be nourished and nourish others. That was when I started to really be become myself. And it wasn't before multiple other ego deaths, because when I came back stateside, 
it was time to come back. I had a freelance job uh, that was offered to me for a few days at um, the network, the sports network I used to work for. And I said, okay, well, I better go get the money. It felt like time to come back. And then multiple ego deaths after that like multiple, like, I think I want this. And then the world saying, nope, you can't. And, and Michelle, I tried to go back to the matrix. I tried, when I got scared, I called my old real estate partners and I was like, Hey, um, can I come back part-time? Can I work with you guys? And they said, no. And I, and they said, come back anytime, go off to the Canaries. We want you back anytime, because that's what I did before I was in business development. And I was successful as a realtor, very successful. And they said, no, it's just not a fit anymore. And it's because I was too real in the Canary Islands. It's because yes. like, you know, I was too raw and real and I'm walking around on the beach without a top on and I'm talking spiritual and planet and planets and planetary stuff. And I know I wasn't a fit. I wasn't a vibrational match anymore. Exactly. You weren't a vibrational match anymore. But when and thank goodness there is the intervention. Thank, thank goodness they God. said no. There were so many interventions from the universe. And instead of me taking it on as rejection, clinging to it and saying, why, why can I have, I listened. I'm like, okay, I see that's, that's not what I'm supposed to do right now. Going back to my soulmate, best friend who I was, I'd known for five years. I thought, I thought um, we're going to be together. I came back home and I was like, I'm in love with you. He's like, that it's not for me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like everything yeah. I thought, everything I tried to return back to, because we kind of regress when we feel unsafe, when we feel constricted, we're like, well, what has made me feel safe in the past? And we go back to our old cycles because it feels safer than doing the new thing. Yep. We and get comfortable. It's like, we want that comfort. Yes. And spirit had my back on this. These were karmic cycles that needed to, and these were things that were no longer serving me. And if I was just devastated, like crying about what a victim I'm, I'm divorced. I don't have a job. He rejected me. They won't let me back. I couldn't have become the woman I am because I said, okay, why, why is this not for like, why is this not happening? And I trusted spirit. I trusted in the universe. I trusted in my intuition. Okay. I just haven't found it yet. I haven't found it yet. That trust I I shared with you before um, is for me is one of my biggest lessons in this lifetime. Self-love, of course, for sure for me, but also trust. And a lot of people I think are battling that. It's like, well, but how do you know? It's like, you just got to trust it. You got to go by how your gut feels. You got to go by that feeling. You just have to learn how to tap into your feelings I don't know. It's a hard thing to explain, but it's like, it's a, it's a feeling that you have to learn and you'll realize when you feel something and you act on it and it feels good, remember that. And when something doesn't feel good, go back and be like, could I have made a different decision? Did I know? Cause usually like 99% of the time you kind of knew you probably shouldn't have went to that party or maybe you shouldn't have taken that job or whatever it is, but you're like, no, I should do this because it makes sense. I should do this because it's a strategic opportunity, but not because you actually really want to, or feel like it's an alignment. Mm-hmm. So as you start, or cause to it's the it, easiest thing for yeah, me, exactly. it was always like, oh, it'd be easy to just go back and do that. Yeah. Like you're good at real estate. Why not do it? You're good at broadcasting. Why not do it? You know, for me, I'm amazing at sales. Even though I had a medical spa and I'm a public speaker and I'm a healer, I'm just happen to have a knack for sales, but that's not in alignment with who I am, Same. but it would be easy. Mm -hmm. Be a great way to make some money, Mm -hmm. but it's not in alignment. That's not my purpose. Um, so 
there's something that you said before the the karmic cycle, the karmic circle. I'm so, so glad you mentioned because yeah, I, so I love talking about karma. Who aren't familiar with what that actually means? Go ahead and just kind of demystify that a bit. So karmic cycles can be easiest. Well, I, I like to use the birth chart to look at them because there are many indicators on a natal chart and astrology that can be indicators of the karmic lessons you came here to learn. But when you incarnate on this earth, you have an agreement. Like you come as a soul who wants to learn lessons and learn certain things and embody certain things. And you are put on this earth and you're going to be put in those situations so you can learn those lessons and transmute that karma so you can really refine your soul in this lifetime that's why we incarnate here we want to grow as souls and we come in picking out the, these huge life lessons these these dark scorpio lessons i've had to learn my saturn and scorpio i chose to learn them i said hey i want to go deep i want to be challenged i want my identity to be challenged in this lifetime i want to have these lessons and so when you start thinking about karma as something you chose to learn like when you go to school and you decide you want to be a geologist or something you choose you're like i'm going to learn about rocks this is the same idea at like the soul evolutionary standpoint. And when you accept that these are lessons you're supposed to be learning, it puts you at cause. It puts you in the driver's seat to really figure out the lessons and transcend them instead of being caught in victim mode. So it's like when you see these recurring cycles happening, like I noticed like, hey, when I get scared, I roll backwards. I roll to what's comfy. I roll to what's familiar. And then I don't I, I don't like my edges. Like these are cycles that I've come to notice about myself. No, cycles that I've had with men and how I'm treated and respected by men off. Like I real I had a really dark night of the soul where I realized I'm like, hey, I'm not respected by men. I thought about all the men in my life and they love being around me and they love my energy and they dig and they really dig my personality, but they don't respect me. They, there isn't this like reverence and respect. And I had to go deeper and say, what am I putting off at the subconscious level that is telling people, especially the masculine in my sphere, that I'm not to be respected? And those were tough lessons I had to learn and transmute recently, like very recently and really take the story back and close those karmic cycles by doing the complete opposite, by transmuting. What do I normally do? I want to be the nice one. I'm easygoing. Cancer woman loves uh, Libra rising, loves to get along with people, loves balance, loves harmony. But I was leading with that. Oh, I just want to be the cool girl. I just want to be easygoing. Oh, I want to be respectful of other people's needs. And that was sending a message to the universe that I don't desire or demand respect. Right. And it wasn't until I took back that narrative and started leading and, and, and really closing those cycles and doing something different. I will never start a relationship with the masculine that isn't based at the very root of it in deep respect, because there is no love without respect. That's just detachment. Absolutely. So, Amen. There is mm -hmm. no love without respect. That is just attachment. It's that, simply attached. It's not possible. It, that is one of the best quotes. We'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> oh, good. And, and it's one that I, I'm so glad because it was straight channeled. It was channeled yep. through me. Like I needed to learn it because what I say about karma, if you're not a hard no for something, you're a yes for it. Absolutely. If you're not a hard no. 
if you're like, ah, you know, I don't really like it, but I'll let him still be in my life or I'll let this person do their thing. You are telling the universe, please send more of that. And so that's what was being reflected to me. Um, don't, don't, uh, confuse politeness with healthy boundaries. Oh yeah. You can have a healthy boundary and a hard no and still be polite. We don't have to just be polite to make other people feel comfortable. We can have hard no's and strong boundaries and gain respect by doing it. Totally. Gain respect by doing it. And what I always, what I had to learn about boundaries that has been so valuable um, and that I share so much in my work is anyone who doesn't have respect for your boundaries needs more boundaries. Anyone who laughs at your boundaries. I even had, you know, my, my stepdad, uh, my stepdad, he, he has his own issues and he, he, I would put up boundaries and then he would say, oh, you and your boundaries. I'm like more boundaries, dad, more like, I'm sorry, this has to be this way. Like I, I blocked him for six months. I said, I can't allow this kind of, and that was part of my lessons and respect and, and my and self-care really important no. self-care. Yes. But if someone is challenging your boundaries, if someone says, um, laughs at your boundaries or anything like that, or if someone is uncomfortable with boundaries, more boundaries, that's, yeah. that's my advice, more boundaries for them. Yeah. And if they dismiss you, then dismiss them. <laughs> like, yeah. bye. We yeah. don't need to be doing this. There's no because reason. Let's clean. just cut our losses and save time now. <laughs> it's the clinging. I think it's the holding on for dear life. When you start to notice the things that you really have to work to keep, to work, to hold on to, that's when you start realizing where your attachments are, where your shadow work lies and where likely your karma is, because it's when it's the release. It was the, in my initiation, like this corporate Barbie thing, isn't working for me. I release it. I'm open to something more. I noticed the, the successful broadcasting career done spirit took it away. The successful real estate career done spirit took it. Like, I'm not going to cling to things that clearly are taking so much. My, my ex-husband, for God's sakes, I was clinging for dear life to keep that thing together. It was a karmic relationship. I learned so much and it was in the release. It was in the growth that came from learning, from finding myself after that. I was really able to move on to further purpose because we have soulmates. And we have contracts and some of them are karmic. Some of these Absolutely. people are going to come into your life just to teach you something you need to know. So I had clinging. a friend visit me here for the last four days and she was on the show in season one. She's a lawyer. Um, uh, she is Turkish. She lives in Turkey and she came to visit me in DC when this rate, this used to be a radio show. So she came into the studio and she is a novelist. She writes about love mm-hmm. and her books are amazing. And so I had her on the show talking about like that search for big love and like really staying true. And it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful episode, but in her life, she didn't actually have it yet. She'd had many loves. She's just a woman who loves love. Right. And is a beautiful light Libra as well. Mm. Um, And, but it just hadn't happened yet. The big love hadn't happened. And she kept thinking this is it. And it wasn't, this is it. And it wasn't, Mm -hmm. I give her a lot of credit. She's able to release it. She moves on. Well, now (laughs) the most amazing relationship married for two years, has a 10 month old comes to visit me with her new husband and her, her 10 month old. They're all just like these very high vibrating light beings. Wow. But we were talking about how, when you become more aware, when you become more spiritually connected with yourself 
and with source and start living your purpose in alignment and feeling good about yourself, no matter what, right? I screw up. That ah, kind of sucks, but it's me. Like, it's okay. It's part of who I am. And you know, like you love me wonderful and you don't, well, that's okay. You have your own path to live. So as you start becoming comfortable with the flow and less holding on to things, mm-hmm. you notice that your social circle shrinks. Oh yeah. Right. Because people who aren't at your same vibration, aren't going to be comfortable around you. They're not going to like you anymore. They're not going to approve of you. They're not going to understand you or they just lose interest and vice versa. It just happens. It doesn't always feel good when you're the person going through it. It can be disorienting. It can be a little lost at times and that's okay. It's just change. But we were talking about this, mm-hmm. how our circles have become so small and she's just coming into this and, but she's okay because she's so comfortable and balanced with who she is and where she is in life, you know? And it was a beautiful thing to see. I'll be honest. Why I'm bringing this up is because we are in the sea, we are talking, her baby's napping. Um, and she said a couple of her very close friends that they're not friends anymore and they don't really like her, or maybe they just don't want, she doesn't know, she doesn't know, but they're just not in this anymore. And I said to her, I said, well, you know why? Because you're so awake now mm-hmm. and you're so happy in who you are. And you're not drinking anymore and you're not going out and complaining and gossiping anymore. And you're not doing all those things that bonded you together. It wasn't actually this loving relationship. You were bonding through trauma, through drinking. Here I say attachment, like attachment. was, that, was exactly. that really love or was it attachment? And so that's now, why I'm bringing it up. It was yeah. this attachment. And she's like, I feel a little bad because maybe I'm standoffish or maybe I'm putting off a, 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 a vibe. And I said, no, what you're doing is saving you both time. What it is, is that they're detecting your bullshit meter is a whole other level now. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to tolerate the BS anymore. You're not interested. It's boring. It doesn't resonate. It's yeah. like I used to, when I was in my twenties, I read people magazine cover to cover every week. You know, I was watching all the gossip, right? I couldn't, I couldn't wait. You know, and I'm not going to pretend that I don't love watching the Kardashians once in a while because I do, but I used to be like so attached to what was going on in the media and the gossip and the tabloids. And I loved it. Well, once you're in a place that just feels good mm-hmm. and you see the beauty of the world and the earth. And as you said, the trees blowing in the wind, the different bird sounds, the whatever it is, that stuff is so boring. So boring. And it's so and boring. It's so interesting to hear you talk about your friend, because that is such a huge part of the awakening experience is letting things that are no longer serving you fall away. And that really is the universe spirit whatever you believe in, it's protecting you. It's a redirection because these things are going to fall away. It feels weird, but if it's because they're not a vibrational match anymore and it feels uncomfortable at first, you're like, why don't people like me anymore? Because you're a mirror, because you're showing them parts of themselves that they aren't ready to access yet. And when you really start raising your vibration and being in tune with what suits you, you Mm -hmm. strip the things that are just attachments. Like I I don't, I don't drink. I'm plant-based diet now. Um, I don't really consume till I don't even watch sports. I, for 20 years, I watched the March Madness basketball tournament and it was my favorite thing. And I just had other things that were more of a prior. I just felt things like that were more of a distraction. And it wasn't even like, oh, I'm too good to watch TV or I'm too good to eat meat. It was just these things vibrationally didn't fit me anymore. 
They didn't yeah. suit like the, the soul growth that was happening. They didn't fit my vibration. So they just kind of fell away with non-judgment. They just fell away. And people are like, you're different. You, what, you don't watch football anymore or what you don't, you know, you don't go out and drink. And it's just like, it doesn't fit me. And I'm not trying to fill the hole anymore. I'm doing the things that nourish my soul. It's a non-judgment thing. And I'm letting the things, the people, the experiences that don't fit vibrationally anymore, just fall away. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I love that. And she, um, says the same thing. She said the exact same thing. And what I really loved, her name is Ghoul, by the way. And uh, maybe I'll put a link to her episode because it was really good talking about love, especially now I'm going to go sharing. listen to it for sure. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, it was, you know, it was a, a pretty like easy listen, but now that I'm referencing where she mm-hmm. is now, which is night and day from where she was, you know, but one thing she said, and I know, I know some really difficult relationships that she went through, um, stuff that she went through personally, uh, with her law firm, like just stuff. I'm not sharing anything that she would mind me sharing, but oh, like stuff, right? Real world stuff. And she said to me, as she left, she left today, I wouldn't do anything differently. If I could do it all over again, I would do it all the same because it made me who I am and appreciate the life I have now. And it was so, so beautiful to hear yeah, her 1000% say 1000% true. Like yep. even in my darkest time, I wouldn't go back and change anything because this is all about soul growth. This is all like, if you can, if you can do one thing for yourself, when, when things seemingly bad, horrible, whatever happen, say, what is this teaching me? You'd be breast cancer, Michelle. Like if yes. you just, if you thought of it as a victim, well, this is terrible. This has happened. If you just laid down and were a victim, you couldn't have gotten out of it. It's what is this teaching? What is this showing me that my focus needs to be on what? And that was your health your spirit, your perseverance. So if you can do one thing and just change the narrative and stop, I'm a bit, yes, terrible. People are going to do terrible things. They're all here to teach you something. They're Absolutely. All here. And we yes. need to make space. There's so much wonderful things out there. Our vortex, the universe, it's there. It is mm-hmm. just there. If we, if you can think about it, if you daydream about it, then it's real, it's there, but mm-hmm. you have to have space. So we need to make space by clearing the the clutter and clearing. And that goes back to this karmic cycles. Mm -hmm. And because I know I can't believe it's already been 45 minutes here. You do karmic coaching. Yes. And so anybody who's like, this is resonating with, I mean, I know you do a lot of other stuff as well. You do some karma is my jam. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But karmic coaching, and that's a real niche. And I think, you know, anybody listening, like I said, if this is resonating, contact Nicole, There'll be a link in the show notes. Go ahead and say your website. It's just NicoleDarren.com. And then there's also a link in my bio. It's just Nicole Darren on Instagram. And that's N-I-C-O-L-E-D-A-R-I-N. She does karmic coaching. And there's also something I saw in there that we're not going to even touch on today, but I would like to talk to you about and maybe bring you back on the show to discuss sacred sex, the sacred sex mentor program. Yes. And because, you know, I've done a episode on two on sex, one on Tantra, and it's something that people don't really talk about and intimacy comes in a lot of different forms. So I would love to have you come back on the show and discuss relationships and sacred sex. 
that would be my honor because it's something I'm very passionate about. And, it, and this is all like, these are all energies. Like when we talk about karmic cycles, when we talk about lessons, when we talk about sacred sex and relationships and how we give others and exchange energy, like these dramatically affect our auric field, our, our energetic field. So it's really when you take back like your sacred nature and really advocate for yourself instead of going what society says or, or what makes you, you know, think you're a cool, cool girl or cool guy or what hits that dopamine. When you really start thinking about relationships as energy um yeah. and even karma as energy it's just energy to be transmuted it's just it's, i'm glad you said that because you know i worked with a therapist a hypnotherapist who's also a spiritual guide she is a mainstream therapist like insurance pays for her <laughs> but then she has this other side to her practice and it was after my cancer divorced um started dating a little bit and I had slept with less than five people in my life and I was married for 20 years. So it's a whole new game out there, right? First of all, I was dating somebody for six weeks and I thought he was my boyfriend. I didn't realize that's not how it works these days. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But I've been but, there. <laughs> yeah. But one thing she said to me was, she said, just remember that every time you're having sex with somebody, there's a transfer of energy, not between just the two of you, but everybody else that they may be having sex with. Yeah. We're not talking STDs. We're not talking like, you know, monogamy or not. It wasn't a committed relationship. It was like, when you're starting to date, you're mm -hmm. starting to become sexually active if you're choosing to engage. And when she said that to me, it hit home. And let me tell you, I went through a period of not having sex for two years because I um, didn't trust myself mm -hmm. with, uh, um, well, I mean, I, I, this is really personal to even share on here. That's where I, it's been for me two years. A little bit more. One year for me too. I want to say okay. that I have been marked yeah. on celibacy because of this very practice. Yes. That's exactly it. And I needed to um, continue to heal because no matter where you are, if you're an advanced healer, if you're a practitioner or you're just starting out, um, there's so many different layers of healing. And so I got to the point, I was a really good place, vibrating high, things are going well, powerful manifester, tapping in, helping other people, having private clients. And then there was a whole other layer that came out for me that needed to be dealt with. And so it was like, you know what? I need to, this is what I need for me. This is what I need for me. And it's like not trusting, not, not, not trusting. I will not ready to bring somebody into my field until I've done the healing that I need to do at a level. And I'm super happy. Like, mm -hmm. I'm really happy. I don't feel like I'm missing out. It's totally cool. It's interesting. It's almost like, huh? Wow. <laughs> it's well, and it's also figuring out how to harness your sexual energy through not engaging in sexual practice like yes. with other people through not you know giving away that energy or polluting your auric field potentially it's figuring out how to really activate your sacral center your sexual center your and i do that through art oh um, my god so okay i can't wait yeah yeah we're no, gonna I have know. you back I'm on the show <laughs> i would be honored even talk about it and here we spend a yeah but have you back on the show we're going to talk about that so if you're listening and this is interesting stay tuned <laughs> um, well, that will be coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could talk about it all day. I, I can't wait um, for that one. But yeah, it, it really does come back to the karmic cycles. And wonderful. So you're in a good cycle. place now. You're taking private yes. clients. Um, you have a website. The links are in the show notes. Amy wants to work with you personally. Thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It, it really is therapy when we can share 
our experience and our story and just know that we're not all we're all going through these initiations. So thank you for hearing um, my story and giving me the opportunity to share this with others that no one is alone. Everyone is is trying to work this stuff out as we speak. I found it so inspiring. You know, you're at the top of your career and then you're at the bottom and have nothing. Then you're back at the top of your career and you're at the bottom and have nothing. And then you're lost and scared, <laughs> the unknown, mm -hmm. and you trust the universe and you go for it. And now there's this beautiful light all around you and you're helping people all around. Yeah. Find their I really own. did find, find myself. And when you find yourself and you really know yourself at the soul level, you, you are so much more fulfilled than all of the jobs and the glitz and the glamour and all of these things. And, and your purpose doesn't have to be your job. You know yeah. that we've done right. so many things. So I just appreciate you having me so much. And I just want so many people out there to know that they're not alone. And it is just this whole earth thing is just a journey to discover your soul, to hone your soul. It like really is. And what we all want, we all want happiness. We all want love and happiness and abundance in every area of our life coming from that soul center, coming from that mm -hmm. like internal light, but we don't always know how to get there because we're not taught. So if you want to learn how to do this, you can contact Nicole, have some sessions or mentorship for yourself. Um, I'm going to quickly, I plug, I have a sponsor here, Shirley, mm -hmm. non-alcoholic wine. Isn't that fitting? Yeah. Really non-alcoholic wine. It's delicious. You can order it to your door. Uh, and there's a link in the show notes. If you want to order that for yourself and try the alcohol experiment, be a little, um, if you're sober curious. Mm -hmm. And also I like to end the show with a mantra or a personal kind of like affirmation. And I asked Nicole today if she had one to share with us. So Nicole, would you share what we can do this week? Of course. And this is one that I just live by that brings me tremendous solace. I'm so happy to share it. I release what no longer serves me. I'm divinely supported and protected by the universe. And that's really something you can live by just knowing that I release what no longer serves me. I'm divinely supported and protected by the universe. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, let's do it one more time. Yeah, let's do it. I release what no longer serves me. I'm divinely supported and protected by the universe. Amen. That is beautiful. Mm -hmm. That'll be in the show notes as well. I recommend anybody out there, please write it down, put it on a sticky note, put it on your bathroom mirror, say it to yourself, either out loud or in your head while you're brushing your teeth, driving to work, whatever you're doing several times a day throughout the next couple of weeks and just feel how it raises your vibration. Mm -hmm. That is really beautiful. It's so nice to know. We really are always protected and supported oh, yeah. by the universe. We just need to get out of our own way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had to do it many times. <laughs> All right. Well, that is a wrap for this episode of you lost me at namaste. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. Thank you again, Nicole Darren, for being such a delightful guest. Thank you so much. Until next time, everybody, know that you are loved, you are worthy, you were born for a reason, and the universe needs your gifts, people. It really does. So remember, anchor yourself right now and shine your light. That's it. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. 
If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.